If you're in the UK, good evening. If you're in the US or Canada, good afternoon. And if you're in Australia or the land of the rising sun, Japan, you might be a samurai wearing a mask, kind of like uh, this enlightened gentleman down here. <laughs> good morning. Welcome to the Magic of Wrestling Podcast. I don't see why. Oh, let this guy loose. <laughs> I thought, hang on, this is not wrestling with a paranormal. Can we just get this straight? What? I'm not, I'm not welcome here? No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Do you know what? Intern, roll the intro. <laughs> Now, I just want to start by saying one thing. The interns turned around and said to me, we cannot get three Brett Mark Marks on the show. Well, false, because one's my co-host, <laughs> and the other two are on the Sunday show. So what can, what can I say? I mean, there you go. It's Saturday night again. It's, of course, time for The Magic of Wrestling. I am the magician, Liam Wakelin. And I am the effing expert, Mr. Isaacs. And of course, we are joined by the two guys from the Olive and Wrestling Show. You guys can introduce yourself. You don't need me. I am, of course, the patron saint of all of professional wrestling. I am that gingered up, bubbly son of a bitch. I'm Canada Dry, damn it. Ooh. And of course, we are joined by three letters will always solidify this man. I mean, I'll let him introduce himself. I am from the land of champions, but unfortunately, the Bruins and the Celtics look like they're not going to do it. So it might actually come down to the Red Sox this year. I am the JFB, James from Boston. Woo, woo. Uh, of course. Mr. Isaacs, how's the week been? My man, it has been hectic. I'm a very busy man today. Uh, I've got a concert tonight. I'm going to see Breaking Benjamin, so I'm looking forward to that. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. Doing the podcast with you guys, then I'll be shifting in in the gear and uh, getting ready for that. So good times. You know, I just want to say that I'm really excited to be doing this Luke Wilson podcast with you guys here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <what? laughs> I was told this is about Owen's brother, so it's about Luke Wilson. <laughs> this is not on my notes, so I have no idea what the interns have been doing here. <laughs> oh, this is this isn't about Luke Wilson. Uh, oh, brother? Uh, awkward. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> okay, thanks for coming on the show. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to scrub my notes then because I've I've all got like uh idiocracy notes and like all his other movies and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, those Wilson brothers, man. They they were the king of like the mediocre comedies in the two thousands. Oh yeah, they were I think that <laughs> I think that Luke Wilson is underrated as as a as a as a comedian. All right. Do you know what? Let's yeah. let's get into part one. Before we get into our main event, of course, Bret Hart, <laughs> we're going to get through a little thing we call the Magic Weekly. You know what? I'm not actually vibing to it this time. I don't know why. But kind of dry is. What's going on? I got a vibe, dude, because someone's got to do it. I, that's my that's my creation. It's my, my my put to the show. <laughs> Fair enough. So before we start getting to our main event, we've got a short Magic Weekly. So first story we've got today is Ronda Rousey wants some time off, obviously, WWE. I mean, Mr. Isaacs, what do we think? I Give it to her. <laughs> I mean, she's not doing much, honestly. She's got her little tag team with Shayna Baszler and... Uh, since she's come back, she has not impressed me at all. She really hasn't. Like, she's been lackluster in the ring. Her character works awful. I'm just not feeling her. I mean, if she wants a break, give it to her. Fair enough. JFP? I think you should send her to a uh, promo class and uh, learn how to actually cut a promo because, my God, I have not seen anything that wooden since the Pinocchio movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Kind of dry. What I would like to see from Ronda Rousey, I'd like to put a stool in the middle of the ring. I want to see Ronda Rousey sitting on it. 
I want to see her just eating milk and cookies for 15 minutes, not saying anything. <laughs> this would be entertaining as hell compared to what <laughs> she's been doing. Would it be as more inter inter entertaining when you went on that date with the milk and cookies? Listen, we're not bringing that up again. <laughs> <laughs> I have PTSD. Do you not understand this? But you just said milk and cookies, and for some reason, that was the first thing I, I thought of. I don't know why. milk and cookies is fine. You do not put milk and cookies in a Ziploc together and give it as a gift. It's just no. 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 It's a little strange, yeah. Very strange, very strange. But yeah, we'll we'll move along. So Soraya reacts to false reports about AW's locker room accepting Thunder Rose's apology. So she has said the following. No, I didn't say that they accepted it. Not at any point. This is bull. That's absolutely up to them. I said she apologized. And this was way all before time. There, I don't know the deal. Dirt sheets being dirt sheets. I did say the locker room is effing awesome, though. I love being a part of it. Now, obviously, the report came out that obviously she apologized, but JP, are we buying this? Do you think it's bull? I think it's bull. I think it is. I mean, who knows what the, I mean, you would, I would think with the way the locker room is now, it's probably a lot more, it's probably a lot more tight than it was previously, only because guys like Moxley and guys like Jericho are stepping up. To kind of shore everything in together so yeah yeah fair enough mr isaacs yeah i agree with jb here i, I think it's probably bull <laughs> it's just probably just uh i mean she's kind of all over the place you know sometimes she's uh you know barking and saying negative things and then sometimes she's you know everything's fine what are you talking about you know she's kind of hard to get a read on sometimes Squid on kush as always in the comments Keep it cushy, Kush. There you go. Can I draw your thoughts on this? Oh, I Thunder Rosa is just my favorite wrestler. <laughs> um, he is so good. Um, just the way she puts that paint on is oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, she she just uh, she's a character and a half, uh, and uh, you know. Let's just ship all the toxic people over to Collision. That'll work out for us all. <laughs> uh, speaking of a Collision, of course, it's airing on June the 17th, but there seems to be a lot of conflict. Apparently, the, the venue might be changing because of Punk, but can I try? What's your thoughts overall with this? I think it's a work. I think Punk is, is uh, completely on board. Uh, I think that they're just messing with us, trolling. You see, uh, Punk goes to Danhausen. Uh, Danhausen, you have no nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I love this back and forth between him and uh, Danhausen. Just remember, everyone, touch some grass today. <laughs> We're ending that kind of dry segment there on touch some grass. <laughs> Mr. Isaacs, overall thoughts? Yeah, I think the punk thing is a work as well. Um, I, I don't think there's any real heat or dissension here. I think they've, I think when it first came out that punk was going to be part of Collision, I think they kind of freaked out, like, "Oh, we're not supposed to put that out yet." So then they kind of came up with this BS to uh, kind of make it seem, uh, cast some doubt that he's going to actually show up. He's going to be there. It's going to be his show. <laughs> um, I think the fact that they're doing a second show finally, like a true second show, not rampage is great i think it's phenomenal i think that now we're going to get to see these guys that just seemingly disappear for six seven weeks in a row um and they're actually going to have something to do so i, I think this is going to be great for AEW. yeah absolutely jp i mean here's the thing it i i'm excited for collision i cannot wait because when's the last time Avery? when's the last time we actually had saturday night wrestling it has been years and years and i'm glad we're finally getting professional wrestling saturday nights will i watch it all the time saturday night or date night so depending on <laughs> on uh, my situation well we have a problem here jb you can't have dates on saturday you gotta do collision after dark <laughs> you gotta do collision after dark right but i can incorporate that into if you will into the fold could we see some like hottie like 
coming on the show. Nate's going to be on the show. <laughs> Maybe. Like, Nate's going to be the fourth panelist. <laughs> fifth panelist, because you know, you're going to uh, be on. Yeah, she'll be the fifth panelist, and I'll just have her on here and there. So. That yeah, would be maybe. hilarious if we get some random girl every Saturday night. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, what is this again? Me <laughs> <laughs> talking about Professor Wrestling, damn it, go! What are your thoughts on Macho Man Randy Savage? Go! <laughs> um, but I, I love, I love Saturday Night Wrestling. I love it, and I mean, the whole punk thing. I mean, we know it's going to be in Chicago. I don't know why we're being dangled this information. We know it's going to be in Chicago. We know Punk is going to be there. We know that the Elite will not be there. So just, you know, like, don't make it a surprise announcement. That's not a big announcement. Everybody freaking knows that. I'm just excited that I can stop booking matches between me and my cat for Saturday nights. Yeah. Like, I can just watch the real. <laughs> I knew that cat and dry versus fruit cat. Fruit cat versus cat and dry. Light one versus fruit cat. Like, it's going <laughs> to now be collision and collision after it's exciting yeah did you just did you say you book matches with your cat <laughs> we got I, like i practice all my moves like that cat can that cat can sell <laughs> do you think the collision is going to be at eight o'clock or is it going to be at 605 oh i wish it was 605 uh because it's just that that, that five minute thing is great <laughs> wcw saturday night yeah there you go it's that okay. trick to get better ratings into the next hour yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One thing one thing I want to ask about is obviously the logo. Obviously, a lot of people are saying it's got shades of nitro. Oh, I mean, does. if you've got side by side like this, <laughs> it's it's the same thing. It's copy and paste. Pretty much. I mean, I actually love it. I mean, I actually dig the logo. Kind of dry. Are we a fan of the logo? I do, but I don't think this logo is going to stand the test of time. I think that that will be reinvented really quickly, maybe year two. Fair enough, JP. I don't think it's going to last a week. <laughs> I think they're going to. I think. I think right now that's a placard, kind of like how ours was just another effing wrestling show. It was a placard for two it'll seasons. Be there. <laughs> yeah, it'll be there for, it, was, it. It lasted two seasons. This won't last, but maybe two weeks. I think they're going to do a change to it. Um, I hope so, because I want to see those crashed up letters with broken glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like collisions should just smash and then expand and like all shattered. You know. Like you know, just some originality into it. Don't don't steal the nitro font for God's sakes. <laughs> there you go, Mr. Isaacs, with the logo. This seems like one of those uh, templates that they put in place, like a concept. It's concept art that yeah. they just threw out there, and uh, they haven't actually created the real art yet. <laughs> I like what Coach a... says here: Saturday Night Collision, where the other big boys play. The other. Big boys. <laughs> Which is funny because most of the people in the AEW are probably like a buck fifty. Yeah, and I, 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 I told Kush to say that uh, he's he's totally using my stuff right now. Hey, we got an Alexandra here. That's my daughter's name. How are you? Hey, welcome to the show. Um, yeah, it's one night I absolutely watch. Well, Saturday night's going to be interesting, I guess. But we shall definitely see on that. It's going to be interesting to see if they really get solid ratings on a Saturday night on a consistent basis because they got a lot they're going to compete with on Saturday nights. Oh, yeah. Like every I major think, sport ever. Yeah, I think, honestly, it's going to be the plus three and plus sevens that are going to matter uh, to the advertisers, not not day of. I think I'm worried about uh, Bowling for Burgers on Channel 73. Is it going <laughs> to be able to stay on the air with Collision coming on at the same time? I mean, I you mean, can't compete with they're going to have to compete with UFC fight nights. They're going to have to compete with college football. They're going to have to compete with uh, NBA. I mean, there's like a basically every professional sports ever is going to be running against them at some point. Yeah. Hockey night in Canada. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Hockey. Oh, yeah. Hockey. There you go. So we've got one more. I love, story. How, I love how Liam says hockey. Hockey, 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 hockey. 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 Uh, we've got one more story to wrap up the magic weekly now. Stone Cold has praised Pat McAfee and said he has a natural feel for the business. I do kind of like find him entertaining, but Mr. Isaacs, has he got a natural feel for the business, please, sir? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not a I'm not the biggest Pat McAfee fan in the world. I think he's a little annoying, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he does seem to understand the business pretty well. I liked him as a wrestler. Like, when he was working with Adam Cole in NXT, I thought he was great. 
Um, I'm kind of lukewarm on him as a SmackDown commentator. And uh, I mean, at this point, who knows if he'll ever be back, but I do think he, he understands the business. My understanding was he actually trained legitimately under Rip Rogers. Yeah. So he's, he actually has taken the time and the respect to actually learn the business. So kudos to him for that. So you like it better with Adam Cole more than Michael Cole. Yes. question. Are we thinking with Pat McAfee? I, I listen. I listen to his podcast. I watch his show on TV. I I like him. I didn't like him when he played for the Colts because you know. I mean, he's a punter. How how hard is it to hate a punter? It's really hard because <laughs> you're like, screw you in your fifty five yard punt, you son of a bitch. But you know him, Bad Bunny, those guys love wrestling. And they're taking the time to not make it look stupid. That's the key, is that they're doing what it takes to make it not look like somebody else is just, you know, oh, I love professional wrestling, but I'm not going to train. I'm I'm just going to show up and throw a couple punches like, say, Logan Paul. I mean, they they took the time for respect, respect to all the wrestlers that came before them. And all the wrestlers that are performing right now, I love it. I I I want more Pat McAfee. I want to see him draw. I want to see him punt kick uh, someone right in the family jewels. Wow! <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see that the next kind of dry pause. I I enjoy uh, Pat McAfee all around. He's a he's a hell of a, an entertainer, and that that's saying something. Going from the world of football, being an athletic guy, uh, now you're. You're on TV entertaining. All of that that takes a lot of versatility to be able to do that. So props to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually love him. Obviously, I want to see more of him, but to come from somebody like Stone Cold, it's 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 big. Obviously, he's a big guy, big name. So yeah, absolutely. What's going on, Noob? Noob's as always. Noob as always in the house. Did so, you yeah. guys know that Noob? I've I've challenged him. He's gonna save wrestling Twitter. He's got to kill the toxicity in wrestling Twitter. That's his mission. I've charged him with it. He's going to tweet it every single day. Okay. Fair enough. Sounds good. I like it. I like you. There we go. I look forward to that. So before we get into our main event, we've got to say a massive thank you to a big, big sponsor. Guys, have we actually ordered any of this stuff yet? Oh, yeah. I'm on it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Isaac, do you want to tell everybody about Dubby? Dubby is an energy drink designed for streamers and gamers. Uh, and for anybody else who needs a little boost of energy, um, you can use the code F and wrestling to get 10% off. You want to take this stuff, get behind a microphone stream for about six hours straight. And you're going to be good, man. It's going to make you be entertaining. It's going to make you be wild, man. You'll be live. And what's that word? There's no Molly Dextrins. Is that the word? No Molly Dextrins. No maledictions. Ma- I'll call it maledictions. No maledictions or maledictions. And that is Dubby. 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 That is gg Enter the promo code F in wrestling for ten percent. Is the new green monster. Right then, gentlemen, let's get into the main event. The main event. Not saying anything. You know, if I could own an arcade game in my house, I'd pick that one. Yeah, that's a good game. You you know, you live for this moment. I do. When the generic King Kong Bundy walks across the ring, slams the random guy in a mask, and the kid puts the quarter in, you live for this. Mm -hmm. This is your moment. You guys gotta have a quarter ready for, for 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 the show. Every time, just have a whole oh, tokens, man. It's tokens, not quarters. It's tokens. <laughs> oh yeah, if you go into the token place, that's when you know you're. Oh happy. yeah, when they switch to the proprietary tokens to try to like force you to spend money and then not like change your mind. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. good. It's funny. I have a I have a friend who is a uh, avid arcade guy and actually owns several, and he's got WWE Wrestle whatever the one that came out. Yeah, WrestleFest. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he repaired the board. It looks absolutely gorgeous. He finished the cabinet. Oh, it's so sweet! I can't wait to go to his house and steal now, it. Now, is WrestleFest the same as Superstars, or is that two different games? I think WrestleFest came after Superstars. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. WrestleFest was like from the late 80s, early 90s. I used to play that every time we went to Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Did we know, I've never seen WrestleFest. I've only seen superstars in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So for our main event, we are looking at the highs and lows of Bret Hart. So as I mentioned in the intro, we've managed to get three, I want to say big Bret Hart max. We've got the expert. We've got JP. And of course, we've got the guy from Canada himself. Canada's right. I mean, so... Explain I'm seventy three percent heart. Seventy three percent. What's the other twenty odd? Just, just bunch of stuff. <laughs> just miscellaneous. Now, how did you get an odd number percentile of heart inside you? How did that happen? It's you know, you parents, lineage, all that kind of stuff. Just crazy. <laughs> There's a lot so, of floof in there because I'm a cat guy. <laughs> Speaking of which, where is Fruitcat? He's right here on the floor. You want me to grab him? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to like... see you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he scratched me the other day. Oh, that's not good. No. Wow. There's a new black cat in the neighborhood. It's a cute little thing. It's a lot smaller than him. And uh, he saw it, and he wanted to beat the living shit out of it. And I tried to, I'd like, come on, leave it alone. And he just like swatted me, and put a nice little gash in my hand. And the funny thing is, is once I got him inside, he was all lovey-dovey again. It's like, <laughs> it's like just, just when we're outside, I'm the tough guy. Okay? I'm the big boy right here. Okay. <laughs> all right. To explain obviously what's happened today. So we've got ten Bret Hart things. Like these are all different things throughout his whole career. We're going to be discussing each one, and yeah, we we have to decide whether it's a high or a low. So I just want to point out some of these I don't agree with. Obviously, these are what fans have been picking out. So this is the first one, which is versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. Now, this why is this on the list? Because apparently this was voted as Bret's worst match. In WrestleMania. So, JP, I'll start with you on this one. The elements there, but you think this is more about timing? I, I mean, it was, it was not a very good match. It, it made Brett look bad, which is saying a lot because, I mean, how many matches has he been in where he's made very inferior talent look like a million bucks? Like, for example, the what's his face, the the long loss match of Bret Hart's with uh, Tom, whatever his name is. He made him look good. Tom McGee. Yeah, Tom McGee. Yeah. yeah. For somebody who looked like horrible and it was green as goose crap. But this match was just freaking horrible. And I mean, it was all because of the screw job. I mean, if the screw job never happened. We would never have gotten Brett versus Mr. McMahon or uh, Senior McMahon. Is and also Brett had wrestled in how long at this point? I mean, it's been a few years. It's been a few years since he wrestled. So I, 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 I did not like this match. I didn't like it when it was announced. I didn't like it at WrestleMania. It was just, ugh. it was just, it made Brett look bad, and that sucks. Fair enough, Mr. Isaacs. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Um, this was definitely his worst match. Of all time. I mean, we, we got to the point to where, you know, a, after the injuries and the strokes and all that, it, it, Brett just wasn't Brett. Yeah. You know, you, you, he shouldn't have been in there working a match. I mean, I, I could see him working an angle of some sort to get revenge on Vince McMahon. My wrestler can beat your wrestler, but this was an awful match. They shouldn't have been in the ring together. Yep. Kind of dry. Go ahead. At the same time, like, you got, you got to see it from Brett's perspective. Like, he, He's 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 been exiled from WWE for how long? And to have that one more moment in the ring is still pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. It, it obviously yeah it's it's not the same Brett. Um. But at the same time, like I, I still think uh, having uh, Tyson Kidd and uh, and. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. come in and beat the shit out of Vince in the middle of the match was pretty cool. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea of of having uh, uh, my wrestler versus your wrestler. And then you can even have Brett come in at the end, smash him with a chair, put the sharpshooter yeah. on him, and cry bloody murder. If no one helps That's what should have happened. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I didn't like the match as well. So now the fun part, Mr. Isaacs, do we consider this a high or a low? Uh, I consider it a low. Okay, JP? Oh, this is as low as low could get. Okay, can I dry? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go medium because it's, go we, 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 <laughs> we still got, we still got to see Brett uh, return after how long. So I, I, I think that that's still pretty cool. Okay, so two for low, one for medium. I do say it's a low as well, but I don't think it's Brett's fault. I just think it was more about the timing and the match just was awful overall. But hey, we don't book this shit. So next up, we've got, and I actually love this. It's Obviously, battling his brother. Now, I, in wrestling, I actually love it when, obviously, brothers face off because you felt like the more connection-wise. But Canada Dry, obviously, battling Owen overall. What do you think? That match was one of the best matches in wrestling, period. Um, those two put on a show. And... And if, if wrestlers weren't backstage taking notes, oh, I'm going to try that, <laughs> you know, they're just dumb because those two showed what what, what wrestling is all about, the heart and the emotion um, and just, just that, oh, I love the feud period between these two. And uh, it, it was just great. Okay. JP? I, I mean, the, the whole rivalry that led up to that WrestleMania 10 match was superb. And if you never got a chance to watch Stampede Wrestling and watch them compete with and against each other, that's what you missed. Because that match was quintessentially one of the great Bret Hart rivalries of all time. And the fact that it was brother versus brother, the family was at ringside. I mean, it just, everything about it just screamed amazing and awesome. So I, I love this match. I love the rivalry. I, I love seeing Owen playing the spoiled brat, little brother. Um, I, I mean, he played it perfectly. And Brett playing the the big brother, you know, I mean, it was just, it was absolutely perfect. It, it just, even to this day, it still brings a tear to my eye. Awesome, awesome. Mr. Isaacs? Yeah, that WrestleMania match was uh, one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. Uh, certainly will always be the greatest opening match of all time. Yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> like nothing is ever, ever, ever going to top that as an opening match ever again. Yeah. Um, great feud, phenomenal. I mean, masterclass. I w don't really know what else to say. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. I just I mean, want to add something. Uh, sometimes I just remember something as you guys are talking. So Brett and uh, Owen, they always kept it kayfabe when when uh, they were when they were working, they always kept the hate on the plane. And uh, there was this little old lady on the plane with them. And uh, I guess Brett had uh, thought he could just talk to Owen like their buddies. And uh, the little old lady goes, I knew it. Awesome. Has anybody got anything to add on that before we get to the high a little bit? No. No, awesome. So, JP, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Hi, Olo. Oh, super duper high, 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 high. Of course. Can I drive? as JP on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Isaacs. Can you take me higher? <laughs> <laughs> Who sings that? Creed. Okay. <laughs> you made it sound like a gospel singer, <laughs> like at a church or something. That's brilliant. <laughs> right. Hi. There you go. Of course. Hi with two H's on the end. Not oh, three. Yeah. It's not Triple H. He's a seven out of ten. Or excuse me, what is he? A four out of ten? Yeah, he's a four out of ten. That's right. Of course, of course. Next up we've got is it's... Hey, you didn't ask me. Sorry, hi hello. You said hi anyway. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, uh, Chewbacca dry over here. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Okay. I think they, like, they should have Chewbacca just like hi. That big time, didn't it? Jesus. <laughs> Next up we've got is it's of course Starcade 97. Now Obviously, I've watched this back, and I'm like, what the hell? But Mr. <laughs> Isaacs, overall, is it appearance at Starcade 97? 
this was terrible. <laughs> like, this was awful. This was probably the worst ending to a major built-up pay-per-view match ever. Uh, and it just sucks that Brett got wrapped up in this. Um, it just it, it was nonsensical. It was dumb. I don't like what they were doing with Bret Hart during this time. Um, it, it just seemed like such a waste of his talent. He should have came in. Now this with is the Brett's first match, do. first interaction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the first thing he did. It was just ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dry. Yeah, and I I think it's a low. Uh, sorry, when I do that part. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Uh, and uh, I'm glad that I didn't pay to watch that either. <laughs> I had a D scrambler back then. Oh, stealing cable. You're and hearing this? parents paid for me to watch this. And uh, yeah. It was what, what did it cost back then? It was, I think, $39.99. Yeah. I think it's how much a pay-per-view was back then. So like that's like $70 in our money. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward 20 years with inflation. That's probably between 70 and 80 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. JFB obviously stuck in 97. Oh my God. I've, I've, uh, I've sneezed out stuff that looked better than this match. I mean, it, it I equate it to you get rich and you start buying rich people stuff like a Ferrari or like a yacht, but you live in a landlocked area and you know, you, you can't drive 900 miles an hour with a Ferrari. And that's essentially what Bischoff did. He uh, technically, he just said, well, what are we going to do with this new acquisition? Let's make him a special referee at Starcade against a uh, Hogan and sting where there's no clear winner. And it's all Fugazi. That's what happened. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Shame well, on you ask you guys this. How would you have booked Bret Hart for Starcade? I would have booked him as a wrestler. I would have booked him. Yeah. I would have booked him against anybody. Like throw in like Chris Benoit or or Eddie Guerrero at that time. Was Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie was still with WCW at that time. Like throw him in with a with a capable wrestler and let them just go to town. I think you just you just started with Buff Bagwell to start because he was going against the uh, NWO at that yeah. time. Start him against someone easy like Buff Bagwell, and then he can work his way up. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't like this idea of booking him like as a referee match. I mean, when you look at the WCW roster, you could have picked absolutely anybody. Do you know what I mean to put him up against? But as we can say, it's Eric Bischoff. What can we say? So, Canada Dry, the next best bit, high or low? This is a low, but it's not his fault at all. <laughs> of course, of course. JP? Oh, this is a low, and I blame Eric Bischoff. And I know he watches the show. Show that bastard's face again. Yeah. <laughs> Damn Eric Bischoff. Stupid bastard. Ruining, <laughs> ruining the career of... Ah, I don't even want to get to that. Show that guy's face again. Yeah, I'm all of a clamped. <laughs> what, that one? Look at that douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> just look at the way he smiles. He's like, hey... Guess whose career I ruined really quick? <laughs> this guy. Who's not the best there is, but there was, but there will be. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Mr. Isaacs, hi, hello. It's definitely a low. I mean, from, from what I understand, I know we're blaming Bischoff here, but from what I understand, it was kind of more Hogan's fault. Yeah. Because Hogan Surprise! decided at the last minute he's going to change the finish because Sting didn't have a tan, brother. And that means he yeah. didn't take it seriously. Yeah. He wasn't a star. Yeah, so he I couldn't should, put him over clean. I should remember when uh, we were on eighty three weeks with Conrad Thompson, and the guy just absolutely went to town over over that. I'm like, yeah. holy! That was their biggest fight ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, over it's a like, ten. And what? Conrad's <laughs> like, what? You didn't give him a push because he didn't get a damn pan? What's wrong <laughs> with you? Yeah. But what do you say? Hogan wanted Sting to actually have a tan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he He's said that he didn't think. He thinks that Sting didn't take uh, being a star seriously enough. He's like, he doesn't even have a tan, brother. What kind of what star does he have a tan? And mostly his, his, the rest of his uniform is covering it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the funny thing was, it's like, because Eric keeps saying he wasn't in the best frame of mind, and I'm like, when you watch that match back, really, you do kind of see that, like Sting's not in the best frame of mind. That's what I picked up anyway. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I remember that they were talking before that match uh, the finish changed like seven, eight times, and they yeah. finally got it down. 
It's not gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Hulk Hogan's tan, fake. Twenty-seven inch pythons, fake. Size of Hulk Hogan's manhood, fake. <laughs> Yeah, he even said it. Hulk Hogan has a Hulk Hogan has a big dick. Terry Belay. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hulk Hogan has a large dick, but Terry Belay does not. That was uh, the funniest test. And it's still unconfirmed how big is Batista's dick. So. <laughs> Let's move along before we end up getting uh, kicked off the show. <laughs> now, next one is, of course, it's Bret Hart's first WWE Championship win. JP, I mean. When you win your first title, it's always a big one, right? Would you agree? Oh, good Lord, yes. I mean, the, when he hoisted that belt up, I, I felt this peace. Like, everything was right in the world. It was a good call to, to put the strap onto him, light up his, his jetpack, and send him to the moon. I mean, he carried that company from Golden Era in that small little area that between the golden era and and the attitude era where there was just that slight dip in in attendance and all this stuff he carried that company he kept them solvent because you know he was he was starting to lose money he was starting to hemorrhage money and putting it on bret hart was the smartest thing vince mcmahon ever did with the exception of one thing and that's the pencil mustache dyed in jet black <laughs> that was very smart Gracias, Senor McMahon. Kind <laughs> <laughs> uh, of dry. His first championship win. I, I loved it, uh, especially beating that asshole Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, apparently Ric Flair had vertigo during this match, and uh, uh, apparently wasn't wasn't doing a good job selling and all that stuff. Uh, the only thing I would have done differently, I would have put it on TV. Exactly. Yeah. Get yeah. this match on TV. Have them win in front of everyone. You, yeah. you you turned on superstars. Oh, if you're watching, Bret Hart just won the championship in Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I agree totally, Mr. Isaacs. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say as well. It should have been televised. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of ridiculous to just <laughs> tune in one morning and then they just show still images of Bret holding the uh, winged eagle belt up, saying, "Hey, he won. He beat Ric Flair." Like, I wanted to see that. Like, yeah, that's why uh, I think. Like, uh, why did I not get to see this? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't know why Vince decided to go that route. I don't quite understand that. But uh, I mean, obviously, this was a, a defining moment, probably the defining moment in Brett's career. Yeah, but yeah. can't you even record it and show it on Superstars, anyways? Yeah, I mean, I, why not? Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, obviously, I kind of know the answer on this one as well, but of course, we're going to be professional here. Kind of dry. Hi, hello. It's, it's, it's Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Isaacs. Hey, man. It's pretty high. <laughs> you sound oh. high. <laughs> Game's not uh, here, man, but it's high. <laughs> Uh, JFB higher than the JFB when we're doing dynamite after dark about halfway through when my edible kicks in. Yeah, super, super. High. Oh. <laughs> Next one we've got, and it's one we've obviously covered quite a lot, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. And it's, of course, <laughs> the, the Montreal screw job. Now, like I said, we, we've covered this to high heaven, so. Hi. There's that word again. We just need to bring Rob Van Dam's image up and just put it on the screen. It's high. Or <laughs> riddle. One of those two. Uh this is brilliant. Yeah, Mr. Isaac, we've covered the Montreal school job quite a lot of times. So to summarize it overall. Yeah, I mean, you can watch one of the other 50 podcasts we've done where we've talked about this at length. <laughs> I mean, obviously, everybody knows the story now. Um, you know, Brett was leaving for WCW. Uh, he had creative control in his contract. Didn't want to drop the belt to Sean in Canada because of uh, fears of what it was going to make his character look like. And uh, Vince decided to swerve him and do it anyways by force. So 
we all know the story. Uh, this is the third full podcast we've done on Bret Hart. So <laughs> you can go back and listen to the first two if you want to know a more in-depth uh, perspective on that. But that's the Montreal screw job. There you go. JP? I mean, the, the screw job will go down in history as one of the most discussed, the most dissected, the most one end or the other wrestling match of all time. You're either believe it what happened for real. You can believe other people saying that Brett was in on it. He knew what was going on. I mean, it's so diversive, you know, it's so divisive how many people take sides on this and it's been done ad nauseum and whether Brett was involved or not is irregardless. It is still an amazing freaking match uh, outside of the, the schmoz ending. It was a really good freaking match from start to right near the finish. It was it was a really good match. So yeah, that's mine. Okay, kind of dry. <laughs> you know that Jeffy brings up a good point. My only thing is the match was only halfway through. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you screw them? We get to see the whole match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get to see the whole match. Like, come on. No, I agree totally, though. I completely forgot it was actually in the middle of the match. But, again, I kind of know the answer on this, but Mr. Isaacs, hi, hello. Well, obviously it's a high, brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a low. I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, th this is the moon landing conspiracy of pro wrestling fans um, <laughs> that everybody's like, guys, I'm telling you, man, it was a work. It was yeah. a work. No, it's not, man. That was a complete shoot. And it's just this this uh, discussion is going to go back and forth for decades and decades and decades, still long after Brett and Vince are dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the definitely a low. Of course. JP? I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to say it's high, and here's my reason why. I put it as a high only because what it did for WWE, despite the fact that they screwed Bret Hart, which was a bad thing. Yes, but it's not the highs and lows of WWE. It's the highs and lows of Brett. That's Hart. true. That's true. But it catapulted. I mean, Brett got a huge contract from WCW. Sure, they didn't know what to do with him, but he got paid. I mean, that brother got paid. Um, the match itself was a great match. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it only went halfway through the match, but it did a lot for WCW. It got more eyes on WCW. I mean, I'll admit, when I knew Brett was going to WCW, I started watching WCW again. And I stopped watching WWE because Brett wasn't there. So, I mean, it pulled more eyes to WCW's pro uh, product. I'm going to go with high. My guys, that's a hot take. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> there we go. Kind of dry. You get the deciding vote here. We've got one for high, one for low. Okay, because... I kind of want to go both. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I, my high, or my my low is the fact that Bret Hart is a screw job, but my high is Bret Hart giving Vince McMahon uppercut and knocking him the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody has wanted to do that to their boss. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. <laughs> he made a call. What would what would my dad do? He's like, my dad would knock him the fuck out. Here's for you, dad. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Semi hot take. <laughs> We're gonna get that load into the soundboard. That's brilliant. I got so, my picture here, pal. I I got all the sounds. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. So, got two more left of these guys. I've got one for themselves. So next is a curious one. It's. It's Will Sasso. He had a little bit of a feud with Will Sasso, and a lot of people didn't like this. What the hell? This reads like on a rant or something. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, kind of dry. Will Sasso. A lot of people have mixed feelings with this. Uh, see, I, I watched a couple weeks ago, I watched the uh, the, the the Bret Hart skit on uh, Mad TV, and it was Funny as hell. I enjoyed yeah. it. He put the he put the parents of this kid in the sharpshooter because they were bullying their kid and and uh, uh it was great. <laughs> <laughs> of course, JB. 
I I I loved it. I mean, it was it was stupid to put a world class athlete in a position where he's got to fight Will Sasso, who obviously knows nothing about professional wrestling. But you know, the the Mad TV skit was actually pretty humorous. The match itself was funny, but for a far different reason. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Isaacs, it was entertaining to say the least. I mean, obviously, this wasn't like highbrow wrestling here or anything but uh it was entertaining will sasso was hilarious I, I this is a little uh off the cuff here but if you uh look up uh the comedian theo vaughn's podcast will sasso was just on it and he did a 20 minute jesse ventura impression yeah that you have to see Do you know what i love <laughs> will sasso is kenny rogers thing yes <laughs> kenny rogers will sasso oh, so kenny rogers roasters yeah, so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, now the fun part is, is it a high or a low? JFB, I'll stop you. It's low. Uh, because, I mean, you know, it, it just, you put him in a ring with a guy who had no training whatsoever, and it was foolish, and then, like, his co-star showed up, and she was for Brad, and it's just like, uh, it was just garbage. <laughs> that match was just absolutely hot garbage. So I'm going to go with low. Kind of dry? Um, I think at this point, Brett just needed something to do because they had no idea what to do with him. Like, uh, at one point, Brett Hart wanted to have a cat as his manager. <laughs> and uh, he had this idea that he pitched. And at the end, he would have this fake cat that he would slap his opponent with and knock them the fuck out. And uh, <laughs> he was just trying to, you know bide his time and he's just like i need something I, so i think i think i think it's a medium it's just okay. there okay mr isaacs <laughs> uh you know i this isn't anything that uh anybody's really going to talk about when they discuss bret hart's career in a retrospective unless we pluck individual things out and determine if it's going to be a high or a low like we're doing today uh i think for that reason it's got to be a low but it was entertaining though i didn't hate it okay so low it is so the last one i've got is and i it's getting beat down by the the nexus <laughs> jp i remember this fondly and for some reason i just didn't like it personally but what did you think I thought it was stupid. I thought it was hot garbage. Hey, let's take a guy in his 50s and just beat the living hell out of him. I mean, did they get bored of John Cena and they just decided, hey, Bret Hart looks like a viable candidate. Let's beat him up. It was just stupid. It was just absolutely, it made no sense. It didn't It didn't move a storyline along. It, it just, it was hot, hot. It was a dumpster fire. So, yeah. Okay, kind of dry. I loved it. I, I enjoyed seeing... Uh, the Nexus uh, go around. They beat the shit out of Ricky Steamboat. They beat the shit out of everyone. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that, that Bret Hart got it too, and then he was involved in that SummerSlam match where he took a chair to someone and got him disqual got disqualified right away. You knew that something like that was going to happen. But uh, I, I enjoyed seeing Bret part as part of that. Okay. Mr. Isaacs? I, I liked it because, honestly, the, the Nexus – the Nexus angle was super exciting, in my opinion, uh, because just all of a sudden these new fresh faces just popped up and just started beating the hell out of everybody and causing a ruckus. And it was just I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, it, it was kind of disappointing that Brett just kind of disappeared after that and never came back. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, if I understand correctly, I remember I, I believe he was the GM at the time. Mm -hmm. And they put him out, and then he just never came back. Yeah, it was like I mean, I would have liked to have seen a little more of a payoff there. But well, uh, you remember right after that, the, the GM was the computer. And, oh, that was awful. I and then the, the GM was booking him with a match with Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker was coming out, and it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, so, yep, yeah, as always, JP, high or low? I'm gonna go with low. Uh, I I know it's a hot take, but it it didn't do anything to progress the overall storyline. I think it, it made Brett look foolish. And I, you know, I, I just think that senior McMahon has this thing where he wants to humiliate the hearts. It, it only makes sense. So I'm going to go with low. Okay. Kind of dry. I enjoyed seeing Brett. That was our first, uh, Brett 
back in WWE action. So for me, it was just it was just fun and exciting. So yeah, I'm gonna say it's a high. Of course, uh, Mr. Isaacs. I like the angle. I, I don't think it did anything for Brett's legacy and the fact that he just vanished afterwards. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm just gonna say it's a low. Okay, so that's obviously the thing. Now we've got some more time. So, Mr. Isaacs, have you got one to obviously discuss? Like one we haven't discussed. Well, yeah, and and this is the one that kind of ended it all. The uh, the infamous Goldberg match and the <laughs> kick to the head, Starcade, December 1999. Yeah. Um, absolutely awful. <laughs> I mean, Goldberg ruined this man's career. I mean, this guy could have went on and wrestled another decade. I mean, can you imagine if he had wrestled into the ruthless aggression era and had kind of a second, kind of a reborn decade like Shawn Michaels had? And he could have had more matches with Sean. He could have had matches with Prime Taker, who I think was doing his best work during that time. Yep. John Cena, Kurt Angle. We were robbed of so many classic matches all because of this match. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. JFB, your thoughts on this? Let's not forget that he cost Bret Hart millions and millions of dollars. Millions. You put in a guy who decided not to take wrestling serious because he couldn't cut it in the NFL. And, you know, he looks a little bit like a steroid-ridden Steve uh, Steve Austin. So let's throw him in the ring and see what he can do. And it was just atrocious. Um, uh, again, Eric Bischoff is to blame for this. He will always be blamed for this because, you know, he spent all that money on Brett and then – basically just put him in these shenanigan matches and the worst one was with goldberg and goldberg costed him a career because like mr isaac said absolutely we got robbed of at least 10 to 12 years more bret hart and who knows what we could have seen he could still be wrestling you know in his 50s and you know one-offs here and one-offs there and you know be like chris jericho he could have constantly reinvented himself and he didn't and so I blame you, Eric Bischoff. You're a bastard. <laughs> kind of dry. Yeah. The other thing is, it destroyed uh, the new NWO, which yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And it, it had that had a chance to actually get going, like it just stalled because everyone got hurt. Goldberg even got hurt <laughs> during that too. Yeah. He punched a freaking window. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is an interest. Uh, this is an interesting one because can you class it as a high or a low? Because it's not technically his fault. JP, I'll well, start with you. A lot of these aren't his fault. I'm I'm going to go with low uh, because it was just it it was reckless, is what it was. It was just absolutely reckless. Uh, Goldberg should Goldberg should have been in there for one thing and one thing only, and that was for Brett to make him look good because Brett's never hurt a wrestler ever in his career. We can count on hands and toes number of times Bill Goldberg has hurt a wrestler. It's ridiculous. So I'm going super low, like okay. as low as you can get. Pond scum low, catfish low. Yeah, low. Okay. okay, Mr. Isaacs? Yeah, this is the lowest of the low. I mean, this was the end of his career, the shortening of his career, and the end, the stopping point of his legacy. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the lowest on the list by far. But to end it on kind of a light note with my commentary here, Honky Tonk Man used to cut some amazing shoots back in the day. And uh, I just remember there's a clip of him talking about Bret Hart. He goes, Bret Hart, Goldberg kicked you in the head. Now your dick don't work. <laughs> I just wanted an excuse to throw that out here. Of course. Of course. Kind of dry. Hi, love. This is a low. But I have, I've heard it on the rumor that Goldberg has trained Taya Mello. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she keeps hurting people. <laughs> Bill Goldberg School of Wrestling. Concussions, you give them, you don't get them. Kick <laughs> uh, them to the face. Scramble their brains before they scramble you and take Damn. their spot. <laughs> JFB, obviously, what's your thing we've not discussed? Uh, I mean, my favorite is 
you know, Bret Hart was an actor. I mean, Bret Hart always said he wanted to be an actor. He wanted to be in in the movies and in TV. And, you know, even though Roddy Piper predated him as an actor, he had a great run on Lonesome Dove. And I, I love Westerns, but he played such a great character uh, on Lonesome Dove. It was so good to see him in his natural element. Because what's funny is... You know, when he was going to debut in WWE, they were going to make him Cowboy Bret Hart, and they're going to have him ride a horse into the ring. And it's like he got to live his fantasy of, of being a cowboy, and that's a huge thing. I loved it. it. It was such a good run. If you have not seen it, it's on Tubi, I believe, has it. Um, but you can watch. Uh, you know, he's not in every episode. He's in every other episode. And uh it, it's a great sh- it really is a great show if you like westerns and you like tv check out lonesome dove what, what's his a- character like what, what does he do he's kind of like a, he was kind of like a badass outlaw but you know he he always did the side of good like even though the the situation may be calling for him to like rob a stagecoach it was for a good reason so like he was like a he was like an outlaw with a conscience I would like to rob you guys, but it's going to charity. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go to concussion charity. There you go. Mr. Isaacs, your thoughts? That is the best take of the day right there. They are the real heart business. Holy crap. Oh, wow. Oh, that was awesome. God, that my new that. favorite person in the world. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liam. Could you reiterate your question for me? What's your thoughts on other sort of JFB mention there? <laughs> uh, oh man, that that just threw me off. I completely like forgot what JFB even said. <laughs> <laughs> I just went totally blank and forgot what JFB even said. Sorry. It was uh, JFB. Love good. <laughs> so basically, Brett as an actor. Bret Hart is an actor. I, I never saw that. I never saw his appearance on that. But uh, I mean, Brett is so wooden. I just, <laughs> I'd love to see him on a show, though. I bet he would seem so awkward. Uh, I loved him on Mad TV, though. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> kind of dry. I seen him as the genie uh, in Aladdin. He's like, I'm going to grant you the three wishes because I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Wait, wait, wait. No, well, this is it. Was, the best there will ever be and the oh, best wait. there ever is isn't that how it is no oh <laughs> that's free damn it sorry intern screw you here we go the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be i'm sorry Bree, I'm just so yeah, sorry. I, 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 I loved, uh, I loved him as an actor. I love it. He's in, uh, what isn't he in a new film where he plays like a detective or something? Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a, it's called Stalker. It's uh, comes out on video on demand in a month. Nice. I gotta watch that. Yeah, the older Bret Hart playing a detective, right? Okay, yep. interesting. <laughs> I saw Night Hart in a movie as a cop, so uh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> You're going to die now. Uh, there, as always, a movie. it used to be on Amazon Prime. It, uh, it it's a zombie movie, and it's, it's something to do with luchadors and zombies. I can't remember what. Yeah. But Jim Neidhart was a cop in it. Yep. <laughs> JB, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't remember the name, but yes, I do. It was remember. an awful movie, but it was know. horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Um, uh, yeah, it was bad. Mr. Isaacs, um, hi, hello. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. What are we reviewing again here? What What are we talking about? Have you lost completely? Lost I, I lost my train of thought, dude. <laughs> the lonesome uh, Brett as an actor, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen it, so I'm just. I'm gonna say it's a high. That's a good thing to be in movies and TV shows. Okay, JP. I It's a high for me. Actually, the Stalker movie is available on iTunes and uh, Amazon as well Ooh. to purchase. And to rent, so you can rent it for four ninety nine. You could buy it for twelve ninety nine. Uh, but it's gotten good reviews. I I love Brett as a as an actor. It's a high for me. What's the movie? What's the show called? It's called Stalker. Uh, the show is called Lonesome Dove, but the movie is called Stalker. I got I got to find that Stalker. 
Yep, it's out there. I just yeah, my I I I pre-bought it and I didn't realize it and I checked my uh I checked my library to see if it was on there and it is. So I'm I know what I'm watching tonight. I'm watching Stalker. <laughs> Hell <you> yeah. <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> Canada Dry. Hi hello. I'm Brett as an actor. Oh, definitely a hi. Right then, kind of dry to finish off. What's your talking point? Bret Hart is very proud of his time that he's on The Simpsons. Even today, you'll see him just bragging, I was on The Simpsons. You know that? Uh, The funny thing about this is they didn't. They didn't know how big Bret Hart was at the time. Yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't know about your voice. Can we change it a little bit? Maybe she's like, well, I can, I can try to change it and change it to sound a little bit different. And so I didn't even know it was actually Bret Hart doing the voice for the longest time. Yeah. Okay. JP? I loved it. Uh, hey, you're going to live next to the Iron Sheik. All right. <laughs> you hear the Iron Sheik going, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> <laughs> It was awesome. That was that was during a time when The Simpsons was good. Now, not now, where The Simpsons is just hot garbage. That was back when they had great writers. Conan O'Brien was a writer for them. Yes. Uh, it was the just. Golden, the golden era. Yeah, the golden era. Yeah. Seasons one through like seven or eight are just the best. You know, I mean, my all-time favorite episode of any TV show is when The Simpsons redid Cape Fear with Sideshow Bob. And, uh, oh, so brilliant. Such a brilliant ape of that, of Cape Fear. But, yeah, I loved him on I loved him on The Simpsons. It was a quick cameo, but, I mean, I still watch it to this day. I'll, I'll search it out on, on the FX thing and, and on the FX gimmick, and I'll watch it just to watch that cameo. Of course, Mr. Isaacs. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, the Simpsons, classic Simpsons, is like my favorite show of all time. <laughs> like, I mean, I just I loved it. Brett, my favorite wrestler of all time. The Simpsons, my favorite show of all time. I mean, what's not to love? Yeah, there you go. I mean, I, I, it's a high for me. I mean, but of course, to finish off the last one, Mr. Isaacs, hi, hello, hi, JP, hi, like a kite. Go ahead, kind of dry. <laughs> Bro. Uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> didn't know but laugh on this I show. It like seven times and it still gets a pop every time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is brilliant. And yeah, that I mean that pretty much wraps all our list up. Uh, JP, what we're going to show tomorrow? Uh, we are doing the AEW draft, if you will. We are going to take Collision, and we're going to take uh, uh, Dynamite. We're going to separate the parting uh, of the of the roster. We're going to make a draft. I think uh, what is it? Champions are not allowed to be drafted, but uh, I think it's just the. I think uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We got we got rules. You know, it's this isn't gonna this isn't gonna be on the podcast roster chat. <laughs> All in yeah. the ring. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget, in a couple of weeks or so, we're doing Magic of Wrestling versus the All Elephant Wrestling Show on the quiz again. I oh, can't yeah, wait for yeah. that. Have we decided what the rules are for that yet? Yeah. JF- yeah, JFB is the moderator. You'll be matching wits against each other, and uh winner will uh, receive the antidote. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. JP, do you want to do the outro where everybody can find us and stuff? Heck yeah. You know, you can go to our website, fnwrestling.com. You can go ahead and scroll all the way bottom. That'll burn some calories because you're going to do a lot of scrolling. You get down to the very bottom. Canada Dry is going to the very bottom. And then you'll see all our social media links. But you can also go to the description immediately below where you after at youtube.com forward slash effing wrestling you click like and subscribe so you know when we're on hit share too while you're at it tell all your friends about us all our social media links are there as well if you like shirts and i know that you do father's day is coming up this is uh not it's from pro wrestling tees but it's not one of ours but if you want one of ours like the beautiful Natalia Markova. Hello, baby. Ay, ay, ay. She is sexy. You can get the All Effing Wrestling Show. You can get Dollywood wearing the magic of wrestling. You can get all these shirts and more. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Effing Wrestling. If you like old school wrestling, 
like me and the rest of us here, I know that you do. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Adrian Adonis where you can get your Adrian Adonis gear, including this shirt, the adorable Adrian Adonis. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Go to our website. Go to our social media. Join AFW, for God's sakes. You do want to wrestle. You want to predict against the JFP, against the Enlightened One, the FN Expert, or Liam the Magician. You have to go to AFW because if you don't, you're just a sucker. Nobody's going to be serious in life. Nobody's going to be you. <laughs> are we still number one? We are still number one. Yeah, we, uh, we just got the rankings. We are number one by now. 85 points number one in prediction week uh prediction uh, prediction monthly uh we are number one by 85 points we'll let this guy back in <laughs> <laughs> i've told you this is not he's been enlightened to be a luke wilson fan <laughs> awesome so any final words from mr isaacs uh, great show, gentlemen. Uh, thank you all for coming on, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful evening. Hey, uh, can, you, can you do that Canada Dry skill there, uh, expert? Well, yes. Uh, as our good pal Canada Dry would like for you guys to remember, we all need to just keep fighting. Bear hug. The winners of this bout, the magician and the ethan expert. You can win the next round. Go for it.